0: Today, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's back at Maccas. Lucky there's creamy mayo or it'd be too McSpicy. Can you handle the heat? ba da ba 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 Available after 1030am for a limited time only.
1: The Trade Feed, for Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians, and Toyota, Toyota certified, pre-owned in a class of its own. A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, tilers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up.
2: This is the trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, tilers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up. So last night, as we were just discussing, Peter Wright took out the Crichton medal on 242 votes ahead of Zach Merritt and Matt Welfie. Jaden Hunt last night, well, he joined West Coast as an unrestricted free agent. And earlier this morning on AFL Trade Radio, Matthew Lloyd, the newsbreaker, he says that Anthony McDonald-Tippenwoody is considering a comeback the Dockers leading the race for his services. All right, Josh, we've got a very special guest on the line. We have been talking about the best bargain deals of all time and this man fits the brief beautifully. It's Collingwood's best and fairest back-to-back Copelands for Jack Crisp. Jack, thank you so much for joining us on the Trade Feed.
1: No worries. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Now, I'm just looking at your Instagram and your latest post. You've written, she was a busy weekend for the fam Copeland, Gala, baptism, birthday. Have you had time to recover from all of that yet?
1: Um, Just. I was (laughs) very, very tired yesterday when I had to get line off to kinder. So it was a slow morning.
2: How have you reflected on the season? Because individually, sensational for you, back-to-back, best and fairest. And for your Collingwood side, well, a dream run that came so close to a grand final.
1: Yeah, it's... um... It was a bit difficult, obviously, after I think the the prelim loss. But um, I think because everybody in the whole footy club felt like our season wasn't ready to be finished. I think um, the way we are playing football, everyone was pretty refreshed and giving it their all every week. Um, and I think uh, the way the whole year went, we were just probably excited to keep going. Didn't really want the season to finish.
0: Jack, let's talk about last Friday night because it's an incredible achievement to win the club best and fairest, but to do it twice in a row, especially to a club like Collingwood, there have been so many champions of the game that have played for Collingwood. But only 24 players, yourself included, now have won the Copeland Trophy twice. Has that sunk in? Because it's really significant. Is that only 24? Is there only 24?
1: The <laughs> ah, okay. Well, maybe give me another day to reflect on that. Bit too. That'd be <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, geez, yeah, it's amazing. Like I think um even after I won the first one last year, I was just Took a moment over the break to just kind of reflect on my career and I was actually quite proud of myself and obviously what I've been able to achieve and but I've still got a long way to go in my career so I'm not ready to sit back and smell all the roses just yet but um, yeah obviously very happy and proud.
0: Now Jack the last time we saw you in action was in that preliminary final loss to Sydney at the SCG. It was your 200th game. It was your 188th game in succession. Talk us through the secret because this is getting ridiculous <laughs> now that you don't miss. Uh, yeah. How, what's going on?
1: Oh yeah. Well, yeah, so many people keep asking me. It's probably more this year than anything, but um, I always give mum and dad a bit of credit for some genes. Um, but then um, I, I do a lot of recovery, I think. Um, like, I have a lot of physio at the footy club. Um, I see an osteo. Um, I see a myotherapist once a week as well. I do cryotherapy once a week, um, a sauna. Um, so mine, my, my, yeah, it's all about heavily, heavily recovery, recovery based. Um, but yeah, cause when I train, I obviously work hard and all that, but yeah, recovery sleep, um, and being able to mentally switch off as well, I think has been a huge factor, especially the last couple of years of the kids.
2: We're speaking to Jack Crisp. Now, Jack, you said that you're not going to stop and smell the roses just yet and reflect on your career, 200 games so far and counting, but do you ever reflect on your move to Collingwood?
1: Um, Yeah, I do. Um, I do probably get asked every now and then about it. Um, Originally, when I did move, I was seeking greater opportunity. Um, And obviously, when looking back now, it turns out it was the best move I could have made for myself and the family. So um, yeah, no regrets there. Um, It was definitely the best decision I've made for my career.
2: And we're talking about that second opportunity quite a lot in this hour on the trade feed. And we were referencing the last night at Essendon, Peter Wright, who was on the scrap paper a few years ago, he's a best and fairest winner. So can you just take us into those conversations when you do get a second chance or you get a chance at another club, what that love and appreciation for you can do for you and your confidence?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think there's obviously an excitement level um, for one thing, walking into a new place, thinking, you know, you've been in the AFL system you know, for a num- whatever, how many years it is already. Um, you feel like you understand a little bit more of the game, what's required. So when you, when you come in after a few years, at one club to another one, you feel like you already know what you need to do just to work your bum off and um, do what you need to do to play round one. Um, yeah, when I moved, my first goal was to play round one, then round two, then round three. And so so forth, and um, yeah, my first year at Collingwood ended up being a really good one as well. So, I think um, yeah, obviously when you've been in the AFL system a few years before you move to another club, it definitely
0: helps that mindset. Finished third in the best and fairest in your first Not year. Bad. <laughs> now, take us back to this trade because it's it's really fascinating, especially looking back in hindsight. But there's a funny story around it. Derek Hinn was at a long lunch and trying to negotiate this deal <laughs> for Dane Beams. Obviously, pick five was on the table, and he had Jordan De in mind and they were looking for another pick in the top 20 from the Brisbane Lions. They ended up getting 25, but they knew that they wanted another player. And Derek Hine had always been interested in a, a guy from Myrtleford called Jack Crisp. Tell us about how it went down because these sorts of things can be quite chaotic. Anthony McConville is your manager. I think he was at the races on the day. This was all sort of happening. How did you handle it all?
1: Well, I didn't know anything about what those guys were doing. <laughs> Until Lucky. I heard, read the article, was it not too long ago? <laughs> but the funny thing was, I I found out about the trade when I was actually at my 21st birthday party. So I was having a few beers as well when one of the mates came up and showed me this article about me being part of a trade. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was one part of it. And then uh, I think the other part was I missed a call from Macca. It might have been the next day. Um, and then I called him back with it like an hour later. And saying that he obviously had a trade for me. And then, like, and then the very next after that, I was down at Collingwood doing my medical. So it all happened, like, obviously very fast as it does. Um, But yeah, it was a bit of a whirlwind experience because I didn't know what was going to happen.
0: the early days, you were famous for being the steak knives in this deal. Obviously, you've become a star of the competition, as we've outlined, a two time Copeland Trophy winner. Does it offend you that the steak knives comparison? Because I've heard other players in the past be offended by being referred to as steak knives. Does it still, does it, how do you feel about it? Oh yeah, I, I hate it. Don't, don't get me wrong about that. <laughs> but understand
1: like where the reference comes from, where I'd only played 18 games in three years. So it's kind of understandable. But then, um, yeah, the first two years when people kept saying left, right and center, I was just, yeah, I was like, when well, I was telling the shush up or whatever, but in the nicest way. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, long story short, I might bring out some steak knives
0: soon. We'll <laughs> See what happens. You should. Does it serve? <laughs> did it serve as motivation, though, in those early days, to really prove that? Hang on, I'm I'm far from the steak knives in this deal.
1: Yeah, 100. percent I definitely probably added fuel to the fire. I guess in um, my preparation and how I wanted to play. Like, oh, yes, I wanted to start up myself, but it's yeah, it's about proving to people that you know I can play and I do belong at this level. And we'll see what happens.
2: Take us into what Craig McRae Jack has done for this club this year. I mean. Some of his analogies have kind of become a little bit of folklore this year. He spoke about when you guys played yeah. Richmond. We're eight dates in. They're in a three- to four-year marriage. He's certainly got a really lovely way about him from the outside. What's he done for you and your footy?
1: Yeah, uh, it's quite entertain- entertaining, actually. Every time we'd come into a team meeting, he'd always have a story to start us off. And I got got to the point where I was actually wondering if any of these stories are true. He just had had a great way of making them come to light and um, uh, relating them to football and, you know, what had happened throughout the week or our result and um, how it was going to help us get better. So he always, yeah, I don't know, he had an amazing way of bringing everybody together with some entertainment and some focus and then obviously going through what we needed to go to to prepare. Um, But, yeah, to be honest, what he's done is brought the whole club together not just players and um coaching staff but medical team admin um all the and all the other side of the Commonwealth football club was the you know the partnerships the marketing team the um people that look after the membership, so the whole club um, we had a lot of functions as a club and bringing everyone together and, um inviting people's partners and families um even our team lunches were were like full one club lunches and stuff like that, so I think what he was able to do is just bring, yeah bring the club back together again and bring that enjoyment and build those relationships um, because that's obviously a key part of our industry. Um, And then it was playing dividends on the field with with those relationships that we built off-field.
2: And he did that in just 12 months, which is scary to think 17th to a prelim and just one point or two points away from a grand final berth. Does it give you great confidence about what you can achieve in the next 12 months?
1: Yes, 100% it does. Like yeah it was uh we had a really great run, but now the challenge is going to come on being able to maintain that, and I think the excitement and confidence that we are we're all still feeling it even at the end of the season um is gonna have us in good stead ready to go for the next pre season coming for the next season um you know we we speak about uh, a lot about how lovable the club is and has become, like even you know people's second favorite teams, even though they might have hated Collingwood for twenty years. <laughs> So I think it's just it's just shown what he's been able to do, not only for the footy club, but just for football in general. Um, it's become very exciting again, and everybody's really loved being back at the games and just showing their support in any way possible. So we're going to carry a lot of confidence going into pre-season, and obviously I think a few of the boys are still extremely hungry. Um, yeah, we came so close, but um, it's obviously given... A lot of guys lost again, especially all the older fellas. They seem to be playing some great football again. And, um, and, you know, they could be standing around for another three to four years instead of one to two, depending on their form.
0: Now, Jack, Jordan DeGoey was a key part of this trade back in 2014. He's obviously been a massive story this year for plenty of different reasons. On Friday, it was announced that he'd recommitted to the footy club. What was it like at the Copeland Trophy on Friday night? I mean, it must have been quite incredible to have him locked in for five more years. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think um, it was probably a great day to have it, but I was kind of thinking, geez, he might get swarmed a fair bit at the Copeland. <laughs> um, but obviously, yeah, news like that, it, come, it came on a wonderful day. Like, we're all celebrating the football club and the players for the year, and what better way to have Geordie sign on for five years? Um, you know, it shows we've got a great uh, future at the club. With Darcy Moore signing on, obviously, earlier in the year for multiple years, and a couple of young guys. So, and then, um, yeah, and obviously, a lot of players wanted to come here through the trade, so. Shows we've got an exciting future.
2: Well, Jack, thank you so much for joining us on the Trade Feed. We refer to you as a Jewel Club Best and Fairest, but if you do want to bring out a set of steak knives, Josh and I will be the first people to buy them. But thank you for joining us again on Trade Radio.
1: (laughs) No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
2: Jack Crisp there. Jewel Collingwood Best and Fairest. And as you said, Josh, and that was news to Jack... Only 24 other times or 24 other people have achieved that feat. And at a club like Collingwood, that speaks volumes to the kind of player that Jack Crisp is. But, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, we were talking about best bargain trades and the best value trades and, of course, the steak knives. It does come into it. But it would just grate on you a little bit, wouldn't it, hearing that? I
0: think you hold it for life in terms Mm. of your footy career. So I love that he hates it. And he's also... (laughs) only the 17th player to go back-to-back in the Copeland Trophy. Yeah, wow. So it's just, it's pretty significant.
2: He's never made All-Australian, has he?
0: He was in the squads, so yet to make it.
2: Stiff.
0: But he's just been on the cusp, I think, in the last couple of seasons.
2: But how excited did he sound with in the next 12 months as to what this team can achieve? And it sounds like this off-season, all the Magpies are going to be working very hard because by the sounds of things... They didn't feel like they quite got to where they want to this year and that speaks volumes to the man that Craig McRae is and what he's been able to achieve this year at Collingwood. All right, this is the trade feed for Rheem, built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Ream. You're listening to Continental
1: Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today.
0: two juicy chicken patties with a fiery coating. The Double McSpicy is back at Macca's. Lucky there's creamy mayo or it'd be too McSpicy. Can you handle the heat? Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.
2: Summer is coming and you want